0: Weren't you telling me earlier, before we started recording, that you initially were thinking a house and not a condo? So everyone, they they actually are buying a condo, but you were thinking a house at first.
1: We we really were, and um the notion sounded so appealing at first, right? Oh, our our second home in Cabo. But there's a reason they don't say they're your second house in Cabo. It's a home, is a home, right? And so it dawned on us, like hey, you know, our house here in Fountain Hills is a fair amount of work. And why would we want to duplicate that um, in another country? <laughs> you know, We want an escape. We want a place that when we go, it's maintenance free and it's ready for us to enjoy. And, and that really is what led us to a condo rather than a home.
0: Welcome to the Nick Fong Podcast. As the broker and owner of Roneval Real Estate, Nick has spent nearly 20 years in Baja, California, sir. And in this podcast, he'll be talking everything Baja, from food and culture, to real estate and property management. And now, here's your host, Nick Fong. Here we go. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have two special guests that are connecting via Zoom. Eric and Melissa E. Ross, they're recent clients that purchased in a pre-construction project. I'm excited to talk to them and learn a little bit about them. I know some about them, but for you to learn more about them and their whole process of buying real estate in Los Cabos. Eric and Melissa, welcome. Hey,
1: thank you. Hi, Nick.
0: How are you? Good to see you both. And I um, wanted to start us off to let everyone know a little bit more about who I'm talking to. So Eric, tell everyone where you and Melissa are located.
1: Yeah, currently we're in Fountain Hills, Arizona, which is just over the hill here from Scottsdale, Arizona, which is part of the
0: valley or our Phoenix. Okay. And you guys are um, from that area? I'm not. Uh, I originally am from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania.
1: So um, yeah, that's where I grew up. And I've been a handful of places ever since, but I've been in Uh, the greater phoenix area here for eh, about 20 years
2: i'm a native to arizona born and raised
0: um,
1: and
2: i love it
0: excellent and so professionally speaking um what do you both do for for a profession for work yeah nick i'm a physician i'm a
1: neurologist by training that was one of the things that brought me to arizona was i trained at the mayo clinic here in arizona but I'm a headache medicine specialist and I'm the medical director of what's called the Phoenix Headache Institute, which is here in Scottsdale.
0: Okay. And Melissa?
2: Um, I wear multiple hats. So I am a certified medical assistant. Um, I am a stay at home mother of two kids and a fur daughter, French bulldog named Chloe, my baby. <laughs> and um I do the ordering and sales for a nutraceutical company that uh, we own.
0: Okay, fantastic. And uh, your children, what are their ages?
2: 15-year-old son and a 20-year-old son.
0: Okay. As I was telling everyone when we got started, you recently purchased a pre-construction project uh, property in a project down here. Um, But before getting into that, Tell everyone, when was the first time you came to the area?
1: Yeah, you know, I visited Cabo first and I guess it was about 2011, so what, 12, 14 years ago. And my first visit was with my brother and uh, I just knew it was a special place then. And then the two of us have been coming to Cabo for 12 years. So our first visit was 12 years ago and I I just knew it was such a special place. I I couldn't wait to to bring uh, Melissa.
0: Excellent. And where do you guys stay when you come?
1: Yeah, every year we've stayed at the same place ever since the very beginning. And that is now known as Waldorf Astoria. Uh, But when we first started to come to Cabo, it was called Capella and then the resort at Pedregal, And that's always been a very special place to us. And so every time we come, that's that's where we've always stayed.
0: Okay, and how often would you, Melissa, come to Los Cabos and stay at the Waldorf?
1: Um, We
2: would try to come maybe once, twice a year.
0: Okay. Well, the, that hotel is amazing. The service it's high end and I can, I can't blame you. I just had a friend stay there and it was his first time here and he was considering the Ritz Carlton great hotel. I said, well, maybe you want to stay here. And he was like, oh my gosh, best decision ever. That thousand foot tunnel before you get to the main lobby area. It's magical.
1: It's a, it's a really special uh, place, Nick. Um, yeah, I'm gonna tell you a little side note, Nick. That's uh, where I told Melissa for the first time that I love her. <laughs> and I got her this uh, necklace that you see here. I don't know if you can see it, but um, that blue Cabo was
0: blue
1: picked for a reason. We call it Cabo Blue. And that was uh, one of the first gifts I gave to Melissa.
0: And you're wearing it today. How appropriate. That's awesome. Very sweet. <laughs> Did you guys get married in Cabo?
1: Not yet. Not okay.
2: yet. We were considering at the Waldorf, but with the the new place, we were thinking maybe we do something there. So that's, that's in the works.
0: Okay. So, all right. So you come once or twice a year, you see at the Waldorf, you know, five-star resort, and you at some point think to yourselves, I'm going to buy a place. Tell everyone how you, come, you make that leap from being a tourist to being a homeowner.
1: It, it was a big jump for us, Nick. And it's one <laughs> I never anticipated, to be honest with you. Um, part of it was that every year that we would, we would go and stay, it got more and more expensive. And um, we kind of got spoiled at, at really this special place. And as it got more and more expensive, uh, we kind of teased last time because it was after COVID. I think the price has kind of skyrocketed. And we said, boy, at these prices, we, we could own our own place. <laughs> and we thought about that for a second. We had this aha moment. And then the other thing that crossed our mind is the only place that we would probably enjoy more than Waldorf Astoria was, in fact, our own place. Yeah. And that's how this craziness
0: um, really kind of all got started for us. And Melissa, for you, were you, was it your idea? Was it Eric's idea? Whose idea was it first?
2: Um, I would say not just saying this, but I think it was like a combined thing. We were like, like, wow, this this is really something. We stay here for a week and this this could be like mortgage. So we I don't know. I feel like it was a combined idea.
0: Combined idea. I I agree with that. So you both have this idea. Are you on vacation or had you just returned from vacation when you had this idea?
2: We were there in April for my birthday. Um, Yeah, it was a big birthday. Uh, So yeah, that was the the last time. And that's what we were discussing.
1: Yeah. And the idea kind of got got brewing, you know, even before then, you know, but Uh, It was this last trip that we really were like, let's look at places. Let's see if this is actually feasible or not. That's when it got some traction.
0: So you come up, you both have the same idea. You both agree on it. What's next? What do you do with the idea of buying a place? Where where do you go to?
1: Yeah, it was a a good question. I I think the the first thought was, is this just a, a pipe dream or is this something that could actually happen? And so for myself, you know, I'm very analytical, right? The first thing I thought of were the finances. Is, is this something that financially that we can do? Um, and you know, once we did a little math and things like that, we we figured out, yeah, maybe it is depending on uh, the price points. And so, of course, I got online because you were from a distance and started to look at, at price points and the um, homes versus condos and things like that. And that's, just being honest, Nick, that's when I came across um, you you and your podcast and Ronnie Ball and really just developed a a sense of confidence in you and your company. And and that's how we started to kind of narrow it down with some specific places to look at.
0: So you're looking online, we make contact with one another, and you start getting properties sent to you after our initial consultation? Mm Mm-hmm. And so how much time before you actually uh, started looking at places physically? When did you come back down? It was about four months, five months later, from kind of this list
1: of what was probably to start with were probably 40 to 50 options, including homes, right? And that was the first decision, a home versus a condo. Um, and then about four to five months later, we came back to Cabo, it really got
0: serious. Yep. And weren't you weren't you telling me earlier before we started recording that you initially were thinking a house and not a condo? So everyone they are, they actually are buying a condo, but you were thinking a house at first.
1: We we really were, and um, the notion sounded so appealing at first, right? Oh, our, our second home in Cabo. But wow. there's a reason they don't say they're your second house in Cabo. It's a home. Is a home, right? And so it dawned on us like, hey, you know, our house here in Fountain Hills is a fair amount of work. And why would we want to duplicate that um, in another country? <laughs> you know, we want an escape. We want a place that when we go, it's maintenance free and it's ready for us to enjoy. And, and that really is what led us to a condo rather than a home.
0: And you said that you initially started with 40 or 50 properties. How many did you actually physically look at?
2: I think a half, of, a, half a dozen. Yeah.
0: And of the half a dozen, were you going, where were you geographically looking? Cabo San Lucas, San Jose, the corridor, all of that?
1: All of the above, Nick. And in fact, um, you know, our first requests were in Pedregal because that's where the resort was. And that that was um, home to us. That's where we felt comfortable and that's what we knew. Um, and so there was a place there. In fact, I think there were several places there There were places in the corridor along the way, and then there was one place very close, two places very close to San Jose, and then one place in San Jose.
0: Yeah, and you ultimately ended up choosing a project called Sinit in San Jose del Cabo. Tell everyone why you decided on Sinit over all the others.
2: Yeah, it was very unique brand new, very unique. The location was amazing.
0: What was it about the location, Eric, that was special?
1: Yeah, so you know, one of the decisions was San Jose versus San Lucas, right? And that was a, a really a big decision for us. Um, and, and San Jose is a place that we never spent a great deal of time in, but once we did, we ra- realized it was this hidden little gem that a lot of people don't talk about or at least that a lot of tourists don't talk about. it. And so that was the first thing I think you know, after that. Um, once we walked the property, we literally walked to the top of the hill. In our mind, the decision had been made. We, we knew there would be no better place, no better perch, if you will, okay. than, than up there. I mean, it's just amazing.
0: And so it has great views. And a lot of the projects that are in construction our buyers and clients are concerned with the permanence of that ocean view. Did that ever factor in to your calculus?
1: It really did. It was one of the things that that really concerned us the most. So just as an example, we had a place in San Lucas that we liked a great deal. Uh, In fact, we had a deposit on it at one point. We liked it that much. It was a penthouse and it, it was beautiful, but Someone could have built right in front of us and, and blocked the arch and, and right. that didn't sit well with us. You know, we're buying this property for the next, you know, two to three decades, right? We're not buying it to flip it. We're not buying it to rent it. We, we want it to be special forever and with a view, a view forever. And, and that's what Sydney offered.
0: Hey, thanks for being a part of the Nick Fong podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the latest updates. And if you're watching this on our social channels, please like and share. And if you want to be featured or you want me to talk on a certain topic, food, activities, culture, real estate in the Baja, drop a comment. Was it ever a concern for you um, buying something that wasn't built yet versus something that already is built? Yeah, it's
1: it's a bit of a risk,
0: you know? Um, it,
1: it really, trust. Yeah, the trust. Melissa said it fantastic. It's, it's trust. It's trust not just in the, the realtor and the company, but the builder, right, yes. that they're going to deliver. And uh, we went through a similar process here with our home here is uh, you know, we, we were the first ones to buy back here and we had to put our trust in, in the developer and the builder.
0: And so did you do due diligence on the builder, the developer of Sunit? Well,
1: we did. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did. You know, um, Melissa has some friends that, that uh, her father owns property and uh, really developed some some territory in Yocabo. Uh, and
2: yeah, and he had really great things to say about the Pueblo Bonito um, fantastic things that they've been there for a very long time, very reputable.
0: Yeah. And it's uh, they've been here for over three decades. And that's why, you know, us as a company, we're willing to stand behind and market and sell the product. And I'm glad that you guys were able to get in. Also, similar to your house in Arizona, you know, one of the first ones to get in. And what other important criteria was it for you, Melissa, other than the unblockable ocean view, the location what were some other important things that the property or the community itself offered?
2: Uh, the amenities definitely the amenities I, I mean I can't even go through all of them the list is so long right the beautiful business center, just the pool I think there's uh, going to there was talk of um, like the scooters and the electric bikes so that, that was all very appealing.
0: Yeah, I um, I have a feeling that the Sky Bar is going to be a very popular oh, amenity uh, for everyone. The gym and the you know the the food truck that's going to be on site. It's um, a lot of cool things, and not just the um, the amenities, but the community that's going to be built around Cine because of a developer that has a lot of experience and. Um, already with the Project Kivira that's in Cabo San Lucas, they created the Q Life. And you probably know already that they're recreating that for Sunit. They're going to call it the Sanit Life. And so it's not just buying four walls and a roof and an ocean view, but you're going to have wine tasting, tequila and mezcal tasting, yoga Spanish lessons, things like that, that is really going to be um, things that you could be doing on a daily, weekly basis while you're in residence.
1: Nick, I want to add to that because in addition to all those wonderful things that you can do from the property itself, and that was really important to us, in the view, one of the other things that was really important to us was walkability. Uh And we know from Sinead, the walkability score is like, I think it was like a ninety or 97, it was you know, just incredibly walkable area. We wanted to be able to walk to the beach. We wanted to be able to walk into town, the grocery store, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and Sanit was one of the few places that we could actually do that. And from a lifestyle perspective, that was huge because we don't want to buy a car. We don't want to own a car in Mexico. Again, this is about a simple life for us, not a complex life.
0: And so um, it checked that box. So some other people, a lot of our clients um, want to be oceanfront, to be on the beach. Did that ever uh, factor into your search criteria?
2: Not, not for us. No, we we don't need to be oceanfront. I mean, the, the view is amazing. And it, I mean, it's pretty close.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was close, close enough. enough. Yeah. And in fact, you know, some of the, the viewers, they might not know this. But when we when we went up to the top of the hill, you could hear the ocean. It's it's amazing. It's not like you're standing on the beach, but you could hear the ocean, which is quite remarkable. That's a good point. Yeah. The other thing that's really cool about its location, even though it's a little back from the beach, is it's got great mountain views and it has great city like views and you won't get those if you're right on the beach. And so it really has it all.
0: And was it a concern, golf, to be in a golf community?
2: Not particularly for us, but, I mean, you can see it's right there. Lush green, you know, the greenery and stuff, but we're not
0: golfers. golfers. Okay. (laughs) Well, there's a golf course right in front. There's a golf course right in front, and there's two other championship golf courses within 10 minutes drive. So there's plenty of golf options, even if it's not inside the community itself.
1: Yeah, this is a best kept secret, Nick. As a physician, I'm supposed to like golf, but I could care less about it. <laughs> but there's plenty of other amazing things right there.
0: Fantastic. And for you guys, when you are delivered the unit in 2024, it's going to be around March springtime next year. What are How often do you think you're going to end up using the property Every year,
2: as often as we can, I would say for you know when the when our son is out of school, uh, the spring break and all of those little vacations and and uh, holidays, things like that. But you were also saying telehealth.
1: Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm actually because of this, you know, and and um, this investment in CNET, I'm actually looking at ways to to start to do some things remotely. Even as a physician, you know telehealth may allow some of that to, to some extent, and um, you know some of the other things that I do, we're, we're looking at doing that remotely. We can't be down there full time, but uh, we want to be there quite a bit.
0: Well, they have the business center, so it'll be your satellite office from absolutely. Phoenix. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, what else about have you noticed in terms of the differences from? Cabo San Lucas, because you're experts in Cabo San Lucas. You have been going to Cabo San Lucas for over a decade and to this new town of San Jose del Cabo. What were some of the differences that you saw between the two towns?
1: Yeah, chatting here is that it reminds us of where we live now. Is yeah, you know, we live in Fountain Hills, which is over the hill, 20 minutes from Scottsdale. And Scottsdale is the 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 part or the town that that everyone recognizes, right? No one knows. Fountain Hills, it's this tiny little town in the outskirts of Scottsdale. But truth be told, we don't care because we love Fountain Hills. It's this hidden little gem that's just perfect. And that's how we view uh, San Jose to San Lucas Mm. is it may not be as well known. It is this perfect hidden little gem though.
0: Yeah, no, it is. And it's when I, you know, I've been here for 18 years and San Jose del Cabo was always considered the sleepy town. After 10pm, it it closes down. Cabo San Lucas is where everyone goes to party and the nightlife. And it's what people know back in the States. But I think it is. And it's not the best kept secret because the secret's been out for a little bit. But I I definitely like the restaurant scene. It's amazing. Uh, Did you guys make it out to the Thursday Art Walk?
2: We sure did, and that's another reason that we really liked it. We fell in love with that. Um, It was a nice community. You saw, like, little families walking together. Um, Quite a few uh, people had their dogs. Um, The restaurants were amazing. I think we went to uh, Los Tres Gallos. Yes. Um, Yeah, so it, it was an
1: experience. It was the night that sealed the deal for us. Yeah. We, it, was, it was just a magical night. Yeah.
2: After dinner, we were like, let's buy a place here.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, that's good advice to anyone looking at real estate is to spend some time in that area, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, Nick, the quote that I heard is you go to San Lucas to party, you go to San Jose to live. <laughs> and that really resonated with me. That That meant a lot, you know. So uh, I, I always remember that, um, I mean, obviously buying a place in either a city would be fantastic and both have pluses and minuses. We, we love them both. And that's the other thing. If you pick San Jose, San Lucas is 30 minutes that way.
0: Right. Yes. Okay. It's, it's all very close and it's all reachable and it's, it's actually only 20 minutes, at least when I drive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Even better. <laughs>
0: Well, guys, I appreciate you taking a few moments to tell everyone about your story. And I think it's going to resonate and uh, help a lot of people on their journey to considering owning and eventually living the Cabo lifestyle. So thank you. I'm super excited in the next year for you guys to be residents and a part of the community.
1: Can't wait. Thanks so much. uh, Thank you.
0: All right. And everyone, until the next one. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nick Fong Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Estate, and follow Nick on Instagram at nickfong underscore ronaval. Ready to find your Baja dream home? Check out the latest property listings at ronaval.com or findmexicohouses.com. Hasta luego.